0: Hello and welcome back. This is episode 100 of Campbell Conversations with your host, Colin Campbell. And today's conversation is something a little bit different. We are doing why that quote, the best and the worst self-development quotes. To do so, I'm joined in a roundtable discussion with Chris Burns, the owner of Savage Scholar Consulting, and David Hatt, the founder of MTN, both are returning guests. And I couldn't think of more perfect guests to invite to have for this type of episode. In short, the premise of the episode is that we looked at the power of the written words, specifically related to quotes on key topics that the podcast has focused on over the last 99 episodes. Self-development, success, health and fitness, and even investing. The full premise of the episode is explained in a little bit more depth after the intro music plays, but expect to hear our thoughts on good vibes, whether the past is important, why David would like to be a dolphin, and much, much more. The people that we discuss quotes by include James Clear, Jim Rohn, and Pablo Picasso. It was so much fun to record this in the Rebel City podcast rooms in Glasgow. And the quality that you're about to hear after the entry music is much higher than the mic that I'm speaking to you on just now. Although I do have a bit of a croak in my voice that thankfully was not present for the hour and a half long that you're about to listen to. Before we dive into this episode, today's podcast is supported by Crypto Glasgow. Founders Don and Deck have been on the podcast twice now. Discussing the best performing investment asset of the last 12 months, Bitcoin, as well as the wider cryptocurrency market. The crypto space is vast, it's evolving, it's fast paced, it's exciting, it's sexy, but it's very easy to get lost in the noise and the hype. We all have seen these meme coins go rocketing up and people getting very, very excited indeed. But investing in crypto does differ to other assets and the Crypto Glasgow team have over 20 years combined investing experience across the members. Importantly, that means that you can rely on their understanding of crypto expertise to navigate what is a confusing market at times. No matter what your investment approach is and whether you're looking to invest lots or just a little bit each month or each week, then Crypto Glasgow have got you covered. They've got a range of different products and services that you can get involved in to help support you within the market. I personally am in the Discord chat, which was previously a Telegram. It's effectively like a WhatsApp with a ton of information on cryptocurrency. I am quite bookish on some of the coins, and I'll read up on what their use case is and understand a bit more so I know whether I want to put my money into that. And equally, there's other coins that I just haven't dived into the information on yet. But if I wanted to, there's price predictions, there's use cases, there's understanding on how to take profit, what the tax implications for that will be, and much, much more. You can get more information by visiting CC gla.co.uk which will be linked in the show notes below for you to get involved last but no means least i want to say a massive thank you to you the listener that is choosing to listen to this 100th episode it's a great milestone for me i'm incredibly proud to have reached that and it doesn't happen without people like you tuning in week after week enjoying the content trusting me based on whoever I get on the podcast whether that's a really well known guest who has a massive social media following or whether it's somebody that you've not heard of before but you like the idea of the topic so you give it a chance you give it a listen and you come away learning something new or in just enjoying yourself but listening to it All I'm going to ask is, this was a bit of a milestone episode. It was a little bit different, so I need some feedback on it. Do you want more conversations like this one that I can throw in every so often with people like Chris, people like David, where it's a little bit more lighthearted, but there's still a ton of value packed in to the next 90 minutes? Get at me on my email, which is ctcampbell92 at gmail.com or on Instagram at call.cambrough. And I'd love to hear from you before I crack my voice up anymore, and thankfully it's not going to be like that in the episode, I will pass you over to the fantastic conversation that is about to take place. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Cambro Conversations. Today's conversation, we're doing something a little bit different. The written word is extremely powerful. Writing allows us the ability to share our ideas, our memories, events, stories, and other facets of the human experience that quite simply are unparalleled by anything else. This is something that both my guests today know very, very well from how they run both their own businesses, as well as living lifestyles which have been heavily influenced by what they have read and what they've taken on board. One scholar wrote that codifying speaking turns our words into objects of conscious reflection. In other words, writing makes them more more concrete to us. I'll fumble over that one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Writing ideas makes them far more concrete to us. So today we're going to dive into a number of different quotes. By reviewing written words, we're better able to internalize and understand them and allow us to affect our behavior. Both guests are returning guests to the podcast, unprecedented four times for David Hatt, founder of MTN. (laughs) David, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, (laughs) Colton. And a second time out for Chris Burns, the owner of Savage Scholar Consultancy. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Colton. From knowing these gentlemen over the years and watching them utilize the power of the written words to scale six-figure businesses, as well as developing strong and resilient mindsets there was nobody that I'd be more happy to sit down and dive into some written words with. And those written words are going to be a series of different quotes that are all aligned with the different areas that this podcast tends to talk about. Health and fitness, mindset, personal development, success, and even just improving your lifestyle. I watched Chris take... Uh, Style of episode on Instagram IGTV speaking about why that quote Wednesday and the three of us came together with a bit of an idea for this hundredth episode of the podcast to do something a bit more in a longer form conversation. We're not limited by the, the constrictions of Instagram. Instead, we can go wherever we want to with this one. But I think before we dive into any of the quotes guys, I would just say, what are some of the areas that you've seen improvement from, from quite simply understanding the words of those that have come before us better?
1: On you go chris <laughs>
2: <laughs> um i would say the biggest area i've improved in is is mindset i would say and um, that's been the biggest one um i think that uh just reading the words of successful people reading the challenges that they've been through um but also this might be a little bit different um reading, reading history yeah and reading what's came before us um has been huge for me personally i don't think that gets the same kind of airtime as the typical self development books do. But I think if you can read about the chat when you go back in history and you, you see there's really is nothing new under the sun. People have been dealing with the same problems for a long, long time and the solutions are out there. So I would say, yeah, mindset for me definitely has been the, the biggest one.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think overall mindset as well, mindset, financial freedom as well. Um, I think a lot of the personal development stuff I've read over the last few years has, I suppose, allowed me to, create a little bit more financial freedom for myself, not necessarily just from quotes, but from books that we've read and general personal development. And I think a lot of the books that we've read are shared. I think we're probably gonna yeah. discuss some of those books as well today. Um, but yeah, I think for me, from a financial freedom standpoint, which is a huge value of mine, a lot of the the words that I've read and the books that I've written have led to, I suppose, me having more of that.
0: And because we're gonna dive into some very short quotes that are not expanded upon in books that we're, we're talking about, mm. What value do you see in some of these quotes appearing on Instagram?
1: So it actually depends because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes the value is not, I think that's one thing that we're going to dive into. A lot of these quotes are quite popular and they get shared a lot, but some of them I suppose we maybe don't see the value in or some of us might and some of us, I think we probably will disagree in some of them. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's going to be different value depending on who reads them. I think people take different amounts of value from different quotes and take different things from different quotes.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think like that's was the inspiration behind why that quote Wednesday it's like, what's the actual context and application like behind the quote. And look, like, I know there's nothing wrong with posting a quote on Instagram, right? You can post whatever you want. But I feel like if you're looking for like self development, just scrolling through quotes without having any context is, isn't going to get you anywhere. You know, it's going to give you that initial hit of dopamine cause you maybe you've read a good nice quote or you've posted it or you've seen somebody else post it. But when it comes to actually, you know, Applying the lessons from that quote to your life. You you need to dig a little bit deeper.
0: Yeah, it's virtue
1: signaling eh? looking for other people to agree with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You okay, (laughs) hon? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That gents. And I think that's why when you pull out quotes and we analyze them a little bit deeper, we can actually find the ones that might be valuable just by posting on a one-off with whoever said it. And that's Mm -hmm. all well and good because you can take something from that. But quite often, some of the ones that we see be very popular, are they actually impacting people or is it just being posted for? clout for likes for yeah. that agreement piece where people yeah. are like, Yeah, that's amazing. I love that quote.
1: I think it depends with the frame of mind you're in as well. Like a lot of people can read something and if they're in a bad frame of mind it can actually completely like turn it around a bit, you know. I actually took a lot from that straight off the get-go. But I think what Chris said there's important. You need to take context into um consideration as well. Like what else is behind that as well. And think about like, are you just sharing that for the sake of it? Or does it actually mean anything to you or you know are you taking real value from that? <coughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And I think
0: for me, there's definitely been times where I've seen a quote and I've been like, right, okay, that really speaks to me because it's hit at the right time in my life. In the same way that you read a certain book at times in your life and you think that's from yeah. no use to me. But other times you're like, I can learn an awful lot from this. I think at the start of the pandemic, Chris actually sent, sent me a book on, on, on money management where I think everyone was worried at that point about what finances were going to be like. I mean, now, if you're not worried when you look at inflation and whatnot, then you, mm. you probably should be. But <laughs> reading these different books at the right time can have a massive impact. Whereas if I'd maybe read that book at another time in life, Chris, when I was at university and not very money conscious at all, it yeah. wouldn't have registered with me at all. I think quotes work in the same way. Absolutely. Yeah. Completely. I think they'll
1: affect you at different stages of your maturity as well. Like I think from a book standpoint, I've read a lot of books now that I would take zero value from. Like I used to love Grant Cardone. Like his books now I would probably detest just based on who yeah. he is and based on probably how much I've developed. And I think quotes are quite similar. There's probably quotes that, he- that are here, that realistically I've probably shared, you know, five years ago that I would look at now and go, what the, f- what am I sharing? You know. Yeah. Uh, so I think it depends on what level and what stage you're at in your kind of own journey as well. Absolutely. So without
0: any further ado, let's dive into the the first lot of quotes then. And the first one is, "Winners never quit, quitters never win," and that's Vince Lombardi. Chris. Let's Incorrect. <laughs>
1: Incorrect. <laughs> I'm gonna agree. I'm, I'm gonna agree in on that one. I think Colin yeah. will as well. Yeah. I
0: genuinely don't like that quote. Yeah. Because. I think there are always going to be times where you have to quit. And I know Chris, you're quite passionate about this quote. Actually, it's one of the reasons I included it because if you continue to go down a blind alley and you just refuse to quit, that's actually not a quality. That's like stubbornness applied in the wrong sense. And Chris will know because he helps me out sometimes my email list. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I wrote about the sunk cost fallacy. And sometimes you, if you invest a particular amount of time in a relationship or a career or a particular area of your life, the resilience to not quit actually becomes a negative because you're just going and going and going down this path and in the hope that it'll turn it right for you when it might have become abundantly clear to anyone that had done like a kind of emotionless analysis that it was the wrong way to go. And that for me is why I wouldn't agree that quitters never win because you can quit and then apply that energy into something else and benefit from it. Yeah.
1: Have you quit on something that's led to you having such a strong view on that? Like this benefit to you? You know, what have you quit that's actually led to you benefiting massively, do you think?
2: Um, I would say that. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I think that, so for example, the first thing that comes to mind was I quit on offering, um, Facebook ads as a service. Yeah. And um, that was the first, my first kind of after copywriting, I kind of, basically I got into it for the wrong reasons. I got into it cause I thought I could make a lot of money very quickly.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I very quickly realized that one, I was awful at it yeah. and I had absolutely no desire to learn the, the technical side of that skill or anything. So I quit on it and by quitting it narrowed my focus more onto what I was good at, which was, which was copywriting yeah. and got me down that. So I'd say that's the one that kind of comes to mind. Yeah. Um, I would say things in the past, like I, I quit on university that did, didn't serve me uh, uh, and I didn't serve it because I didn't go. Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't. Uh, so I think that there had been points in my life where I have kind of quit because something wasn't serving me. You know, yeah. but I think I an important distinction to make the other is there's difference between quitting and then just naturally moving on. Those are two very very different things. So I moved yeah. on from coaching to go full time into copywriting, which has then led to the career that I have now. I didn't quit on coaching. I just I just moved on. So yeah. I think that's an important distinction, okay. terminology.
1: Yeah. yeah, actually, that's really interesting because I was going to compare to when I had done sport at a high level, mm-hmm. and I was actually like, yeah, I quit that. But you're right. Actually, I maybe didn't necessarily quit that. I probably just moved on. Yeah. Um. Or maybe it did. I think what I was going to move on to kind of fulfil my values at the time more than what I was doing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's a massive thing. Like if what you're quitting isn't fulfilling what your values might have evolved into because it, values are another evolving thing, then, you know, you're, you're winning from actually quitting. You can, you can win massively from quitting something if it's not really fulfilling you, you or your values or what you actually stand for and mm. and what you, you know, what you stand for does change over time massively.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, I guess if you, <coughs> if you quit something that you know is the right thing for you, then you're never going to win. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's relevant there. And he's using it in a sporting concept, I believe. I think it's American football. He well, was... he's,
2: he's, a, he's a very famous American football coach. The Super Bowl trophy is named after him. So in a sporting context, that makes sense, doesn't it? Because mm-hmm. his team have got to play at the final whistle with all those cliches. But does it apply to other aspects of life? I, I suppose
1: know. it drags home how important context is behind these quotes. And like the yeah. context, you know, if a pro athlete shares that quote, it's probably a little bit more relevant to them than someone that's maybe quit, quit a sport to actually pursue another area like myself, mm-hmm. quit sport to pursue business. So yeah, I think context mass matters massively. And I think as we go through this list of quotes, we'll probably realize that most of these, or at least a lot of them will have relevance and value in some context, you can probably put it into some context and spin it some way to actually uh, resonate with a certain group of people. So mm-hmm. yeah, we might shoot some of these down, but you might be sitting there. Do you know what that actually really resonates with me? We're not here to you know shoot all these down we're just maybe here to say that these don't necessarily resonate with us for our business or for our um, i suppose values
0: yeah yeah exactly that and if we were to apply it specifically in health and fitness and sport yeah then ultimately you shouldn't quit you shouldn't quit your diet you shouldn't quit your training session halfway through you should be focused on pushing through towards the end so it's relevant in that sense but i think you with your Facebook ads example, you moving on from karate to focus on, on your, on your personal training, your coaching is massive. And that sunk cost fallacy email was about me moving from an insurance industry career that I've been in for seven years to move to a new career. And ultimately in the last six, seven months, that's been the right move for me because although you had those investments and those costs, you did have to quit and withdraw yourself from yeah. it and apply yourself and your energy in the, in mm-hmm. the other place. Mm-hmm. 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 On our second one then, and again, we're going to look at it through a personal development lens. So every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. And that's from James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm.
1: David? I actually really like this quote and I like the vast majority of what James Clear posts. And I will say he has one page that I will consistently share quotes from on Instagram. and is also one that I'll consistently share to clients. I think a lot of his stuff's very relevant. Um, I think it's very current as well. Um, I think it's not as I'm sure there's some wishy-washy stuff in there, but I think this quote kind of reminds me of, you know, what you what you do today is what you'll see tomorrow in a sense. I think the actions that you take today are, you know, what you're going to see from a result standpoint tomorrow, next week, next year, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't pick too many holes in that one. I actually really like that quote, and I think it's something I would, I suppose, stand by on on the most part. Um, every action, maybe not, but, you know, the vast majority of actions is maybe how I'd spin that one. <laughs>
0: I, I love this book so much, so much so that in the studio we're recording in just now I've got it on the bookshelf behind us, Atomic Habits, one of my favorite books, most natural books I've read twice. Again, like we said, at the first time I read it, it was relevant to me It hit me in the right way. But the second time I read it, it was even more needed. I was kind of questioning some of my habits and how I was behaving and whether I was moving in the right direction. And it helped me to frame that certain ones were and certain mm-hmm. ones weren't. And he goes further within the book to say, like, do not practice what you do not want to become. And that links into that because every action that you take is a vote in the direction you want to go towards and equally every action that you take, which moves you away from that is, is, is that as well. The day that you skip your workout, the day that you don't make those cold calls at work, the day that you can't be bothered writing that copy for that client mm-hmm. because what's mm-hmm. oh, feeling a bit hard, I'll check Instagram instead. That's a vote in the direction of somebody that isn't who you want to be potentially.
2: Yeah. Um, I think the I, do, I, I would just add a word to that. I would just say every valuable action. Mm. Um, Just affect it, but I think like what you've just said there refers strongly with with, with the quote before, you know, um, because it's like I say, if you're at every action you take is a vote to type of person you wish to become, if you're taking actions on something that isn't serving you and you're not quitting on them, then you're not going to become the person you want to become. Yeah, you know, so it kind of validates what we just what we just said to the the the, the last quote. But no, I, I I totally agree with that. I really do. Like 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 David just said, he was he was bang on. Um, I think if you just view it through the lens of the, of the valuable actions like what are the needle movers what are the things that are really important you know are you taking care of your health are, are you making the right moves in your business like we were talking uh, before this about how you um you just lock down the first two hours of the day and yeah. you do your most important tasks that's your big needle movers after that if things maybe don't quite go your way you've still taken the valuable yeah. actions you know i think you can look at that in all areas of your life like how you showing up as you know a partner how you showing up as a family member how you showing up as a business owner, whatever it may be, as yeah. long as you're taking those valuable actions, then, then you, because like you said, if you, if, if you sack off work, if you continually do these things, then that's only going to end one way. Isn't it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever way your actions go, you're going to go that way. And I think that's why I love James course so much. It's very, very yeah. simple. You can, you can look at what you were doing last week and you can see what's coming down the line this week. 100%. Like the amount of, Cold outreach that you did, Chris, when you were getting started in the cooperating space yeah. is reflected now by the number of clients that you have mm-hmm. working with. Yep. David, the amount you've turned up on social is exactly why you have the amount of <laughs> inquiry you do through social, though, isn't it? <laughs> it, Albeit, sure is. it depends <laughs> how silly <laughs> you get. I <laughs> know <all> my
1: content's <laughs> taken a turn from the worst or oh, the better. Maybe, maybe the better. better.
0: Business says the better, but yeah, it certainly like does. <laughs> I'll go with that then. the better. Quote number three you can't have a better tomorrow if you're thinking about yesterday and that's Charles Kettering.
1: I, um, I don't dislike the quote. I think, I think there's a lot of quotes out there about discrediting the past and not looking at the future, not looking at the past. But I think to be honest, you need to use the past to learn from. Um, and I think not looking at your past and not looking at the yesterday, um, is a bit of a naive thing to do. I think if I look at the mistakes that I've made, I've learned from them and I've actually built upon them. If I was to discredit those mistakes and just ignore them and forget about them, I would continue to make those same mistakes. So I think even from a, a new, you know, a neurological standpoint, like you need the past to obviously make mistakes in order to learn from, in order to grow. So I get what it's kind of trying to say there, but, um, you, you still need to think about the yesterday. You still need to think about the past in my opinion. Yeah,
2: totally agree. Um, with david i think like you've got to review adjust, and then act accordingly yeah you know um I, I mean i think like if you're like you say if you're dwelling on it if you're a prisoner of your past and past mistakes that's that's not healthy but um completely rejecting yes i mean i'll start this podcast saying how i've learned so much from history you know that all happened yesterday <laughs> you know all yeah. in a long time ago so i think there's a lot of lessons in there so um i wouldn't I would say it's how you're thinking about yesterday. You know, you're thinking about it in the right context and you're trying to draw lessons from it.
1: Yeah, I think providing the past is not consuming you. Again, oh, yeah. Again, like we said, it's yeah. what you learn from it. Like everyone learns from their past. Or in fact, you know what, everyone doesn't learn from their past. That's probably mm-hmm. the issue. I think successful people in any regard learn from their past. I think people that, you know, repeat the past aren't necessarily successful in a lot of areas, but you, you, providing that you're learning from it, then I think using the past and using past experiences and using the yesterday is an incredibly important thing, to be honest.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. For, I mean, for <laughs> that reason, I just completely disagree with that quote. I think it's, yeah, I guess, yeah. I, 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 would, I would go further than both of you and just say, I just think it's silly mm-hmm. in in an age where we all want to live in the present. I think it's actually more important that we are present. But like you say, past performance is quite, it, it, they say in investing, it's not an indicator of future performance, but it actually is when it comes to how you perform in your business, how you perform in your, in your fitness, how you perform in your life. Because if you don't learn from what you've done previously, that's not been To the best of your ability then how on earth are you meant to move forward in the in the right possible way so Mm. i i think if you've got like areas of trauma in your past of course you should start to try and bury those and move forward Mm. but if we're talking about like oh how did i get on at work last year how did my business get on what was my approach to that diet like what was my approach to
1: that relationship like if you look at data on anything you know whether it's finances whether it's you know performance open rates on emails you need to see these things in order to actually make changes. Now I'm lucky enough to have Chris as my copywriter. Um, so if Chris wasn't actually looking at the open rates of emails for, you know, a launch or for anything that we are you know putting out there, he wouldn't actually be able to realize, well, actually that worked and that worked. And he sent me a voice note, actually sent me a little video, mm-hmm. um, pretty much detailing. I've actually looked over the last month of X and I've seen that X failed. We need to now do this. If you're not looking back on what you've done, then you're not really going to be able to make the, the changes that you want uh, in order to kind of have success moving forward. Mm. Yeah. But Equally, if he's saying
0: you can't have a better tomorrow, he's thinking about the future, which if you're encouraging looking at the future and wanting that to be better, the past is incredibly relevant. Yeah. It's all, it's, it's all of an equal footing in my opinion. Obviously we want to be present in, 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 where we are and looking forward in the, in the, in the right light, but without taking on board past lessons and history, yeah, then we're going to end yeah. up in a bad position. But I, I,
2: the only thing I would add to that, I think, I think you're, you're very good at this, David. Um, listen to you over the years. Sometimes you say Thanks. things that make sense. <laughs> yeah, but I think, like, from you. I think like, I think like, obviously, obviously running your own business, like you do have like slumps, <coughs> you do have challenges and things like that. And like one thing David's always been really good at is you always look back to what you were successful, what made you successful before. Yeah. So it's not just about lessons about like mistakes. It's also about lessons about success, because if you go through a period of time where, Whatever whatever your, your 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 pursuit is, like say you're going you're, you're making lots of deals and you're starting lots of conversations and you're you're absolutely flying and then you had a slump. You can look back and go, what was I doing? Like now it might and I think it might not even be something directly related to work. It could be something related to your, your your health, your fitness, your personal development. You know, I was managing my stress a lot more. I was I wasn't drinking as much. I was doing this. I was doing that. And then I think you can learn from your past success as well as your past failures or mistakes. So I don't think that should be overlooked. You know,
0: um. So yeah, I would massively. Like no. yes, so straight away there, he's talking about yesterday, and it has negative connotations. Yeah. Equally, you can look back at your past successes massively. and replicate moving forward. Like it, one of the things that David was spoke about in recent weeks was how to how he looks after his mental health and his well being despite yeah. never having significant mental health challenges. That's why I'm growing and this exactly for November. Yep. And go to it. We actually <laughs> will. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll put the link in the bio. Um, but because you are looking at when you felt your best and the things you were doing, that's of course revisiting yesterday. So yeah. I think big, I think big Charles has got this one all wrong. Yeah. And he's yeah. Sorry, Charles. Charles. Been, he's, Sorry, just Charles. Been, he's just been too yes, to be harder. I've, I've not looked him up. I'm
2: not too sure who he is now. Sure he no, no, no think,
0: he's on, he's, 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 he's on the scrap heap now. The guy doesn't, doesn't like <laughs> yesterday. No. Quote number four, mm-hmm. the best is the enemy of the good. and that's Voltaire.
1: I'm not gonna lie. I have nothing on this. I was reading this and I was like, I actually don't. I'm, I'm gonna put it out there. I don't understand what so the actual. What, what is the? He's taking shots at perfectionism.
0: I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I think right. I'll try and bring it to life for you, David. So when you're releasing a new guide or a new course or a new, new product, can I just interject quickly? Yeah, do. It.
2: You completely disagree with this quote? I know. Uh, I there I, I, I know, really well. Well. I know you will really well. well. carry on. Sorry,
0: carry on. Because see, when you're gonna launch a program. Yeah. There's obviously going to be things that you could have done better. Yeah. So to make it the best possible program, mm-hmm. you would have needed to maybe tweak this or get customer feedback and then tweak this. So you would have held off launching
1: or releasing okay. it because it's it's only good. It's not the best. So I'll go with my counter quote, start now and get perfect later. Boom. Yeah. yeah? That's it. Okay. Yeah
2: that's it because and I, I, the, the reason I, uh, I would say that is nothing can be the best without being. Now, I suppose, again, this is a bit context, but, um, and in, in my line of work, nothing can be the best without being released into the world and tested and like compared you know, against something, compared well, against something yeah. else, you know, you, you're never going to get the best if, if something takes place in a vacuum. So if you're, if you're um, creating whatever it might be, a marketing campaign, a training program, you don't know how good a training program is until you, you test that program actually like you guys all the mtn crew tested the workouts for the 12 week peak didn't they because they were like oh we need to and you made changes off the back of that so i think like yeah the best is the is the enemy the good it's quite it's a little bit arrogant in a way you know saying like oh you know i'm gonna be you know i'm just gonna wait until this is the absolute best like how do you know what the best is unless you've got that feedback from whether it's the market whether it's from yourself testing something um, so, yeah, and I think you can just play that game yourself all day long, can't you? It's not quite ready yet. It's not quite ready yet. It's not quite ready yet. And then you never release it. Yeah, I suppose. You that, yeah,
1: you're right. I do agree with that. There we go. <laughs> yeah. In, 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 a, in action
0: is the enemy of progress, and we know how much you love progress. Yeah, yes. pro,
1: you know, progress equals happiness. That's what i say. <laughs> We're getting to that. We're getting, we're, we're, we're getting to that, I promise. What <laughs> <The> number's that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, no, I
0: couldn't agree more. Like, we would all sit on things for forever. Um, one of the conversations I had recently was with Chris Reeve about video content on online for mm-hmm. your personal brand. right? And he does a lot of videos for LinkedIn. He does them for his podcast. The Top Norwich city podcast and uh my harshest podcast critics, my brother, as you will, oh, as really? you probably know, David, <laughs> Ian, so he, he, Ian, <laughs> he, Ian, Ian goes through things with a fine tooth comb and I actually value it to, to, to a large extent, but he's the same for himself as well. And he's been creating content around the insurance market for corporate buyers um for linkedin and he did like eight or nine takes for a video and he was talking about why the insurance market why the price is going up on this line of business why the price is going up on this line of business and he sent it away to the marketing team for his company that they works for and they did like subtitles and stuff like that and there was a couple of spelling mistakes and they were saying oh it took them two weeks to get this this back to him as well and i've seen you should just gone on five and got somebody to do it that yeah. that yeah. but, that, but that's the nature of the corporate world they need to go through compliance and sign yeah. off and stuff and he just released it on LinkedIn and the feedback was absolutely amazing. But he got a couple of people who were kind of like, oh, there's a couple of spelling mistakes there. Ian. And he was like, he was like, I would have had to wait another two weeks to release this. What would be the point of me sitting on that? Because most of the buyers that are going to look at this, they're actually just respectful of the fact that I've just distilled down a really complicated topic into a 40 second video yeah. that they can watch on their mm-hmm. phone rather than me sending them an email this long or an analysis of the insurance market. So Chris, Chris Reeve was talking about in the podcast that we're so critical sometimes of like how perfect we need a video to be before we release it onto, onto the, onto the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think
1: Chris, you probably said that to me at the start there because you know how many things that we've created just based on need and want. It's a time where people needed something like we we launched something called the positivity project as much as it's the cheesiest name on planet (sighs) Earth. That was one of our cheesier names too. It was good for people. It was? it was. We launched it I think, Six weeks into the first lockdown, and it was yeah. very much it was an email based program, and it was like, do you know what? Like people need a little bit a little bit of positivity injected in their life right now. They need, you know, they need some of these quotes. They need some videos. They need some personal development. Uh, and we created a really small product. It was a four, four week email course. But again, I'd never launched anything like that in my life before. And if I'd have waited and tried to refine it and try to write these perfect emails or get Chris to write these perfect emails, um, <laughs> then it would have been, you know, it probably wouldn't have went out at the time where it would have helped people. So yeah, I think it, it massively um makes it make, makes sense now that you're too smart gentlemen have explained that to me <laughs> <laughs> i you understand the rest of them you know w- w-
2: what you said there, that's, uh, that's interesting so your brother made a, a really informative video that got amazing feedback and see if you're the type of person that looks at some a resource like that and points out a spelling mistake you're going nowhere yeah you're, you're, you're missing you're missing the forest to the trees. You really are. You know, if, if that's like, so sometimes like if there, if there's like a, a small grammatical error or there's something not quite right, it's kind of like people that sit and watch films and it may be an amazing film, but there's one tiny continuity error. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, she was wearing high heels in the last scene. Now she's wearing flat shoes. Oh, my whole experience is ruined. It's yeah, like, just yeah. watch the film, mate. You yeah. know, I think like you're just, it just totally ruins a yeah. lot of things, doesn't it? You yeah. Yeah. I these people never create anything by the way of course, they, of course they don't <laughs> yes. and I,
0: I, I didn't include the worst this. critics i didn't yep. i didn't include this in the quotes but lions don't lose no sleep on the opinions of sheep at times because if you're not in the arena then i'm not going to take on board like really scathing negative feedback i actually really welcome feedback on the podcast at all times from every listener but not like if it was just a case of well, that episode would shit you'd be like well that didn't help me at all what did you not like about the episode was my hosting off did i did i not yeah. ask questions that you thought i maybe might have done or did i cut the guest off or did i not talk enough what like mm. give me more than that whereas if people who aren't creating absolutely you. whereas if chris williamson or another podcast host said to me "Oh, Colin, i think you can maybe uh, work on this area if you're presenting I your feedback brilliant yeah. thank Thanks you for me.
1: that because you've got skin in the game and you've yeah. done reps under the bar and i respect you yeah. i think the worst people are this i don't know if you're into mma or martial arts in general but mma or boxing but i watched jacob plant and canelo i don't yeah, know if you yeah, watched, watched yeah. their weigh-ins but uh i think it was a mexican crowd so everyone's booing um jacob plant and he was standing there he's like i'm doing the hard stuff like i'm up here boxing fighting for his life uh so it's similar in any sense but yeah it was funny seeing that from a, a i suppose a combat sport standpoint as well
2: yeah yeah there's nothing worse than, like you know that you can uh, and I do, we all do this to a certain degree. Like I do when I'm watching the rugby and you know, and you, 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 you kind of catch yourself, yeah. you, you're, you're, you're saying, Oh, what are you <laughs> doing that for? And you're like, that guy gets paid to play rugby.
3: Yeah. You know I mean? I've got to pay
2: five pound match fees on a Saturday that, you know, who am I, who am I? You no, know, that's just because you're passionate and you're into the game, but it's a similar concept yeah. in it. You know, people that like you say aren't in the arena, aren't producing, aren't getting skin in the game. They're just, they, they, they don't have any,
0: anything valuable to add. Yeah, I think I think in the heat of watching a sports match, yeah. differs massively oh, from you taking yeah. time to yeah. put your fingers to phone yeah, 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 to yeah. give somebody a scathing comment. <laughs> mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. I've, I've said to a couple of my friends who have like started to dabble in podcasting. Oh, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Mm-hmm. And it's come from a place of wanting them to excel. Cause I know they're capable of more, yeah. but I would never be like, Oh, there was a spelling error in your, in your, uh, in the, yeah. in, the, in the, in the subtitles that came up in your video. I'm just like, well done for putting out a video because no, yeah, it's you. so yeah. hard good to do. You, yeah. It's so hard to do. Most people don't do yeah. it. And, yeah, we 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 could go round and round about perfectionism, but you're probably a testament, David. Once you've kind of thought through the, the quote in the process that you launch when it's as good as you want it to be, it doesn't have to be the
1: best As good as it needs to be, you know, for for the specific time frame. Yeah. yeah. See if it see
2: if it gets to a point, not to get too technical. See if it gets to a point where it. I think everything that, that we've launched together. See if it exceeds the demand and the needs of the market, get it out there. Yeah. That's what you need it to do. You know, not meet them, exceed them. It doesn't have to exceed them by a million miles, yeah. but it needs to go that little bit above and beyond so people get more than they signed up for. And okay, there might be more, you know, more left in the tank, but you can always go back and add that because we did go back and we did add more to that project. You spoke about the positivity project. We did improve it, but you know, make sure it just kind of exceeds those needs of the people that
0: you're launching to and get it out. There. Yeah. That's it. Agreed. Next quote. I'm yeah. going to embrace myself. It's a lifestyle-based quote, and it's extremely popular. Good vibes only. I love
1: it. Now, it, it comes from... It comes.
0: <laughs> you say it comes from Vex, Vex King, of you
1: yeah, said? Vex King's got a book called Good Vibes Only. Okay, so we'll credit... very wishy-washy. We'll, we'll,
0: we'll credit it uh, to, to Vex. Yeah. Chris, first. I, it's just nonsense, isn't it?
2: Yeah. It's just... I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> like, I, like I, I I get it, right? It's an easy share on on socials, isn't it? And it's... In, I understand there's, there's a, a kind of toxic environment to a certain degree around socials and things like that. So that's a kind of a bit of a pushback against that. But if you, if you actually really embrace that attitude of like only want good vibes, only want positive vibes, like you're, 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 you're not growing you're yeah. not you're not growing you need different stimulus to to to, to grow uh, and, and all aspects of life don't you you exactly. know if you went into the if you went into the gym and you were just like oh good vibes only you would never push yourself never got it's not good being under a heavy squat yeah. is yeah. it It's done, nothing's good about that you it's, never train the hard it's stuff. awful yeah. but it, it, it's required for growth in all areas of life and i just think like when you reject like you just spoke there about feedback like, if you said good vibes only, you would, this podcast would not have improved a single iota because if anybody came to you with constructive criticism, you good. would have been like, no, 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 no interested, don't want to hear it. I just think... Just tell me it's great. You want yes-men. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You want yes-men. You want to be surrounded by yes-men. And unfortunately, like, not to sound like an old man, which I am, but that's not how the world works. There's lots of negative yeah. things out there you, you need to, uh, you know, be, be
1: strong to handle. Them. I don't even think we need to cover this one in that much depth. Nah, I think without, without bad, you don't get good anyway. If you consistently had good vibes, you wouldn't, actually have good vibes. You you need to have ex- experience some level of bad vibes in order to actually experience good vibes In all honesty. <laughs> For those not know, watching you to Chief David's some... doing air quotes. So. No. <laughs> you say vibes quite weird. You say vibes, vibes, vibes. You said vibes. Vibes. I'm so, from Aberdeen. I said so.
2: Paisley, I said Paisley. Come on, all the vibes going there my accent. <laughs> uh, no, I
1: think like, I mean, I've, I have weekly check-ins with all my clients and sometimes there's good feedback, sometimes there's bad feedback. And so one of the things I always say is, without the odd bad week, you don't actually appreciate the good weeks that much. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying you need to have incredible adversity in your life. I'm not saying you need to have trauma in order to feel good about your life. But, um, I'm saying in, in order to feel great about things, you probably need to have felt some level of the opposite emotion at some point in order to understand, I suppose, what a good vibe. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the way you say it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Stop picking me up, I'm putting my, myself out here on this podcast. <laughs> oh, you hate doing that, don't you? <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> We're just getting started with, with, with,
0: with, 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 with the hard quotes and the ones that you're going to rip to pieces. Favorite's going up. Number six. Do sharks complain about Monday? No. They're up early, biting stuff, chasing shit, being scary, reminding everyone that they're a fucking shark. And again, I don't know who said that. I actually had quite a look, it was just on loads of different canvases. Could, yeah, you, Im- could yeah. you imagine you bought that and put
1: that up in your house? That's where so, I'm finding Mimo, is it not? I genuinely don't get <laughs> no, it. I don't know, know if you he was joking, of no, course. You know it's know. it's oh, a Bruce, kid, it's a kid's film. <laughs> oh, they, don't, they wouldn't drop mine, the egg long, would
2: <laughs> Fish are friends, not food. That's for taking you in a minute. We don't, know. we actually don't have it all to cover. Sorry, I can kill
1: it. Chris, I think we'll just let Chris like just tear this one apart and then we'll move on.
2: I mean yeah it's really bad isn't it it's really bad it's just it's just like again i think like you see this applied in in a lot of so for me being in like the fitness world and in the like kind of business world you see it applied in both don't you and it's just like number one stop comparing yourself to animals yeah you know i also quite find i find it quite funny how people compare themselves to like an apex predator like sharks <laughs> have been on this planet for so long right <laughs> and then you sit down at a laptop and do some do some programming on excel yeah. or or you or, or you send off some emails you know nah, that that's your day early- if you're saying that you're a shark and you go to starbucks and log <laughs> onto their wi-fi to do your work you are not a shark my <laughs> friend you are not a shark and i think again it, it does play into that whole kind of massive kind of like ego boosting like i'm an alpha because i'm a shark and i just go and i crush it and i do this and i do that I mean, it, it, its just utter nonsense at the end of the day, innit? It really is.
1: You'll now understand why I let Chris go to town on that one because <laughs> I've heard his opinion on it many yeah. a time. It's, <laughs> yeah. one, it's, one, it's one of the
0: reasons it was included because, like you say, people do, particularly in the fitness space or like mm. in the in the business space where they're hustling, they're 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 going to war. That's another oh, one. That's another one. I'm going yeah. to war. You you literally just went and trained legs, mate.
2: Like, yeah, exactly.
1: Ah, uh, uh, that's a minute. The gym's yeah. the gym's my battleground. Ah, uh, hate that. Good for you, mate. Actually, on a Facebook post, in that maybe. I mean, how, how often I go there, I post on Facebook seven years ago. I remember someone comment, I think it was something about inner demons. Oh, I'm going to the gym and fight my inner demons. And I was like, oh, come on, Are you got the fucking gym. Yeah, like, come on. It's good really? for your health and your well being, but uh, you're not like yeah. going to
0: war with your demons, nah. you're, you're just, you're doing something to feel better about yourself yeah. and improve. And it
1: may be hard, but ain't demons. <laughs> no,
3: no,
2: I know. It's just, I, I get, I think it just, um, I think it, people that need a bit of a bit of a reality check. 'Cause I think like like we're all passionate about what we do, but and again this goes back to I mean it's probably the third time we said it like reading history and, and and reading like really, really grim stuff, right? I mean really grim stuff and you just like have some context, mate. You're not a shark, you're not gonna be an apex predator, you're not in that world. Yeah. If you were in that world, you would be the prey. You'd get gobbled up by a shark if you yeah. were out there in posting the world. posting quotes like that. Posting quotes like that, you know, a shark be like, what? You know, it would rip your head off. I just think like you have some context, you're whether, whatever you're doing, like we're both passionate about, about our businesses, you're really passionate about your career, but at the end of the day, it's not comparable to being yeah. some apex predator roaming, look, looking for his next meal because if he doesn't get it, he's going to starve and die. Like that's just not comparable, is it? You know, it's, yeah. nah, we, we're,
0: we're speaking from a position of maybe going past quotes like this. Do you think there's any validity in this in somebody's really early stages of trying to flip their mindset in the right direction? Mm. Do you know what? I think it's
1: just really cheesy. Like, yeah, you know, a lot yeah, of people resonate with it. cheesy stuff and I think myself included in the past, like, you know, I've probably shared that at some point. Uh, <laughs> Not joking, but I think, you know, I think it will resonate with people. And I think it will resonate with people at a certain stage and maybe their personal development world or, you know, they've just kind of, I don't know. I, I, get, I get it in a sense. It's easy to get on board with but it doesn't make much sense yeah. because you ain't a shark. No,
0: I can't. I can't deal with that. that <laughs> I can think it's with. wild. Lions and sharks and what animal predators. would you be if
1: you had to be one though? I've no idea. I'd be like like a monkey a hundred percent. I know are, it's quite similar to what I am, but like, you are a monkey. I know, but I think I just love mean, to like swing about even more. At, uh, no, yeah. no, or no. a dolphin. Dolphin?
0: Why a yeah. dolphin. Why a dolphin. No. They're the only they they jump high as well, don't they? Like they're the only, only other animal
1: that make love for enjoyment. That true? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think about
1: so. We have just, just like made that, up. What's
0: that. What's that? Have you thought about one?
2: Aha, uh-huh, but it's not based on making love. <laughs> I <laughs> wasn't going to say. You know, um, he's <laughs> going through a
1: bit of a dry spell. <laughs> <laughs> got I need to out. Think, I, I, know, <laughs> I know. I know.
2: I'd be a dolphin because dolphins make love. Oh my god! Then um, I quote: I'm,
1: I'm a love maker. I don't have sex. I've said this many a time.
2: What the hell, man?
1: Um, we continued animal discussion. Yeah, we here. will, we will, we will. <laughs> He's gonna think, have some really intelligent answer about will, being a, a leopard or something. I don't know.
2: You know, um, I
1: think <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think I would. I think uh, to I think I'd be a sperm whale. Uh okay, why? Because it's just enormous. I just think like <laughs> I just think like if you're I, I know it's like on land. I've got a rough idea. I've been here for thirty years, yep. right? I think if you're gonna be an animal, you want a totally different experience. So you want to fly or be under the water. Well,
1: I've not I've not made love in the sea. You might be flying on it? You can't do that. But you can do that though. No, no, you You don't don't have to be a
2: dolphin to make love in the sea. Mm. Anyway,
1: they're also really intelligent and I'm not that intelligent. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's a better (laughs) answer. So it's an an upgrade.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're we're, going to move on to a quote from somebody who is genuinely intelligent, and that's Warren Buffett. Someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. I
2: like that.
1: I like that a lot. I think it actually, I suppose, links back to you can't have a better tomorrow without thinking about yesterday. Mm. So your past actions lead to, you know, results that are successful today in in an extent. Um, I mean, let's be honest, anything Warren Buffett says is going to be Pretty, 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 good. There. Eh? He's
0: not a big Bitcoin fan, though, is he? So I'm, I'm not. I will not get that. started
1: on that publicly. <laughs> publicly, publicly. Yeah. Let's point that out. Yeah, publicly, he'll, he'll be holding. I'm sure he's.
2: I'm sure he's buying up. Him and Charlie are buying plenty, <laughs>
1: plenty. <laughs> Their bags of built. Fly bastard. <laughs> Colin, um, take us on that one, then. What's your yeah, thoughts? Yeah. What
0: do you think? I love delayed gratification. And I think the the beauty of the quote is it's talking about planting a tree, which we know straight away, culturally, we think that takes a long time for it to grow for you yeah. to be sitting in the shade. So it should give you appreciation of the level of time that we need in order to reap the rewards further down the line, because it's very yeah. easy to expect instant gratification. We live in that kind of society nowadays, don't we? Where yeah. everything comes to us straight away. David's been right down the dopamine, um, Path. Yeah, path haven't you in terms of really exploring what Andrew Huberman's been saying about love. it and trying to understand what <laughs> are we gonna, are going to bring it back to that already oh, yeah. <laughs> for, for, for me though because we are wired at the moment well traditionally we're, we're, we're maybe not wired but at the moment as humans we are wired to seek like instant reward from things so when somebody talks about waiting for benefiting further down the line because of what he's, what he's planted in the past I love that like again we'll use a work example next week i was saying to you when i'm when i'm at the showroom in manchester it's probably one of the biggest weeks of my career in terms of the number of clients i'm in front of that are sizable that will mean a lot to me but they didn't all get booked and all want to take a meeting with me just this week i've been working on that for months since i joined the business call after call after call voicemail after voicemail email after email video after video into their inbox trying to let let them know who i am Mm -hmm. And that was all came from delayed gratification because of what I planted months ago. Now don't get me wrong. There's longer lead times for other things as well. Warren Warren's probably talking about some sort of fund that he was investing in for years and years and years or some sort of property, whatever he was up to. But for us to apply that in our day to day lives, there's loads of different things we can do. Like look, look at what you're able to do in your training now, Chris, like how strong you are. Uh, That didn't happen. I'm really strong. You you are a strong guy. (laughs) David's the fitness guy though, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's stronger. <laughs> <laughs> we're also about 20 kilo heavier. So we'll What's go relative? Pound for a pound, we'll maybe need to test some things. Um, I'll plan. actually take I'll a different uh, Like I, I completely agree. I think it's a great quote. I'll take the spin of I've got a, a decent sized team. There's seven coaches that work, I suppose, underneath MTN and underneath that umbrella. And I know for a fact, I mean, Dale won't mind me saying this. Dale came from a, being a joiner. Dale was a joiner for 10 years and his level of success in the last two years.
2: That's been that um, he incredible.
1: Will, he will happily say a lot of that came from, I suppose, the, the trees that I planted across my eight years of personal training. So before Dale came on board with MTN, uh, well, maybe five years, I'd been coaching for five years. Dale came on board with the company, brand new, new PT. he never coached anyone in his life. And I suppose have, his level of success was magnified and sped up like to a astronomical i suppose um extent based on i suppose the things that i done so yeah mm. I, I think it matters from what you do to really your own gratification but i suppose what you can also give to others from your own experiences in the past as well oh, i love that yeah. that yeah.
0: taking the quote as well because like you say it's someone is sitting in the shade because of what someone planted so yeah. it's not necessarily me reaping the rewards off the back of my own work yeah. Yeah. it's also been able to benefit others because of the work that I've done or somebody else has done. I just yeah.
1: disclaimer, they worked incredibly hard. I'm not saying yeah, <laughs> yeah, I always, no, I always always done
0: amazingly, but the framework that you yeah, built created, enables yeah. um, quicker success. Yeah.
2: hundred yeah. percent. That's interesting because what you said there, because when I read this quote, I immediately thought of like more about the, the kind of the, the wisdom of others and how that can, can help you grow. Um, Cause my, my mind immediately went to um, um, uh, like when I was growing up, um, I just hung with my granddad all the time. My granddad had a very successful career and he was just uh, he was an absolute gent and he, just, he was super, super intelligent and just knew how to carry himself and things like that. And and all I've seen him in all kinds of situations and he was charming and all the rest of it. And I feel like, I mean, I, this is going to sound like I'm paying myself a compliment, but I feel like watching him operate and how he was in company, how he was sociably, how he raised his family, how he done all these things. I feel like that's, that's the first thing that came to mind for me is like, I tried to emulate that, but that's, his actions were a tree that was planted in, in a way. And now I'm in, in the shade of that tree, you know, so I think actions can also play into
1: that. Colin, I think is thinking the same as me. I don't think we've all clicked how influential our grand, grandda and, and, um, Specificity is. I yeah. think all of us have got an incre- incredibly great grandfather. I, I do. I do indeed. Um, I think we're kind of looking at each other there. I yeah. think you, you feel the exact same. Yeah, massively. Yeah. Uh-huh. Completely agree yeah, it goes with that. What
0: before you shapes you massively. Yeah. 100%. Both, both in terms of like the fiscal and the yeah. the parental support, but also in terms of like the values and the yeah. experiences they had. You, you 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 are you are shaped by that. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Shout out to Dennis.
2: Shout out to Big Willie.
0: <laughs> My grandpa's called <laughs> Willie as well. There you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Nice. So. move away from more and above it and we're moving on to a kind of more personal development-based quote do the best you can until you know better then when you know better do better and that's from mia angelo
1: again i I think i said a quote at the start of this start now we get perfect later kind of links back to that again um start i think that's the biggest thing i shout about this all the time on social media like you, you need to start in order to get better and then you know when you learn from that you can continue to learn from that um i think learning in general and learning from your failing and learning from your success like we said at the start is something that compounds um and it, yeah i think like i almost want to throw that back and just say start now and get perfect later you do need to make the start in order to learn from that and how many to times have you get
0: how many times have you in recent memory in particular, like? refine something and improve something that you've already put out
1: there?
0: Is that a trick question?
1: Maybe less. Not, not, oh, not really. Huge, like with certain things, I mean, I mean, I suppose it depends because, you know, for social media, there's not, a, there's not a chance to do it again. I suppose from a product standpoint, the Fatless project, is something that we, we've we got, a you know, a huge following surrounding, uh, that is something that gets updated on a monthly basis. Um, But. Yeah, I, I suppose there is. There's a lot of times in that sense, from a product standpoint, there's always continuous improvements. Uh, I think there always should be with any business. You should never be like, "Cool, I've got my business in place. That's it, done." There should always be improvements. Uh, from a content standpoint, I suppose you can't take it back. Like I can't take mm-hmm. back that thing I said about dolphins. Um, if I could, then maybe I would. You would no stand, no, by, it. Wouldn't. stand not by it. I wouldn't <laughs> <it>. stand by <laughs> it. But if, I, We're I gonna think make something of this.
0: We'll yeah. get a, wee dra- we'll <laughs> <talk> <laughs> a wee graphic graphics. I want that cut <laughs> out. That's yeah, gonna be my Instagram. Hey. <laughs>
2: In Brazil reach out as a sponsor of Dolphins.
1: <laughs> no, tell me to stay away <laughs> from <laughs> <the> Dolphins. He's <laughs> got some good deals coming, so just watch <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's not about this
2: one actually. Um I was gonna say I think I, I think you um, do that with how you've run the MTN coaching team. I think you the way that you on the meetings and the way that you give them feedback and do the one-to-ones i think that like that's always like something that you are like you you know better mm-hmm. through, through just through conversations we've had not yeah, to speak yeah. for you but i think that's something i've observed that you do yeah you you, you know better from past
0: meetings and things like that now you do better yeah i thought yeah. you were going to talk about recruitment of staff there you know better how to create better staff
1: i will joke. all the staff are great i love, I love them all no but you
0: <laughs> you you would know better from having recruited before
1: yeah. Oh, massively. Yeah. You know what you're looking for now? Yeah, yeah. 100%. I yeah. think that's a great quote, to be honest. I think there's a lot from that. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. No, no, I would say... Uh, I think we're, on a a we're going to go into running good quotes. Um, and this one, for me, Jim Rowan, we would have been remiss if we didn't have a couple of in here. Yeah. If you're not willing to risk the unusual, you'll have to settle for the ordinary.
2: This is actually, mirrors a quote that I... Uh, one of my favorite quotes, which is to accomplish great things. You must dream as well as act. He said that a French philosopher and I forgot his name now, but yeah, it's a quote that I read when I was, I read it when I was maybe like 18, 19 or something like that. Um, who knows
1: where I found it when I was um, at <laughs> social wasn't a big thing. No,
2: it? no, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know where I found it. He's um, the biggest
1: researcher on there. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, he just like Googles everything. No, not even Google. Maybe not Google. He just finds forums.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I love that. I love that. I think, um, I just think it's bang on the money. You know, you, you've got can kind of, re- risk put, kind of putting yourself out there like un, to me like unusual that that can mean a lot of things like unusual experiences you know new experiences putting yourself into into rooms of people that you might not necessarily be you, know, you may not be on your, on mm-hmm. your level you know like I've, I've 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 done that i've played a key role in my kind of uh, my growth over the years is, is risking that like have starting that conversation with somebody um or you know saying yes to that project and just being like i don't know where this is going here but you know it's, it's what, certainly what far have from you ordinary. what have you
0: done that's un- that some people would deem unusual which has led to you getting above the ordinary results
2: um i honestly think and i, I know you won't think this is unusual um but i think the way that i approached signing my first kind of a uh, high ticket if you want to call it clients it's, for- it's
0: unusual compared for most people, yeah, but because you and I are in that prospecting
2: yeah. game, it's yeah. not as unusual. So, th- for, for me to kind of get started on the, the, the start of the business that I'm that I'm now running, um, I just reached out to people um, in cold email and just dropped in their inbox. And these were people that had like huge kind of social media followings, huge personal brands, and a lot of people were. I, I found quite quickly that a lot of people were. When I told people what I was doing, they were like, "Oh, you're you're actually emailing that person." They immediately had resistance because they thought, "Jesus, that's." And in my mind, I was like, "It's just, it's just an email, mate. Like, it's not the, you know." Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would say that that was quite unusual because I was just taking a direct approach. I was just finding their email, and then the the other thing about it was I was sending them a really kind of long email. It was really kind of personal. It was very conversational. It was it was humorous. I think the one that the one that. Actually the subject line I used I actually, I remember it. It was um, Steffi don't call security. And I said, if I barged into your HQ right now, you'd probably grab the nearest dumbbell and smack me over the head. So that's why I'm dropping in your inbox with this proposal instead.
1: I know who that is, and she would kill you. She, wouldn't, yeah, she but would, but that grabbed her attention. <laughs> that <laughs> got her
2: attention, and the thing is, like to, to 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 be honest, that's now led to a client I've been with for 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 two years, and that's that's what led me to move on from coaching. So I th- I'd say I'd say that qualifies as unusual for a lot of
0: people. What about some know? of the videos that you sent, Chris?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> I've not heard of these. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Stop listening, Jillian. Um, No, yeah. I mean, I, I sent. um, loom video breakdowns of people's. Uh, so if, if I saw uh, if, if I would get on people's email lists and then they would send emails, which would generally be really bad. And then I would um, do a loom video breakdown of how they could improve it and just say, look, this is totally free. You, you, you don't have to, and I would always take the angle as just a kind of risk reversal angle. I'm like, look, if you watch this video, you're going to know exactly how to improve your own emails by yourself. And you never have to talk to me again and that would start a conversation a lot of those conversations led to them becoming clients either project or retainer clients so again i think that's quite unusual but what you said earlier about like sending videos to people it gets your face in front of them you know so again i think that that's quite unusual
0: um it's unusual because it's uncomfortable to do it because you might you might fumble a word like my my intro on the pod on the for this podcast wasn't perfect and it i might have been upset by that but we've gone through it because the rest of this episode is going to deliver a lot of value and Uh be a pain for me to be like, right, hold on guys, let me try and say that quote again. Yeah, Yeah, It doesn't really really matter in the grand scheme of things, but you putting yourself out there on video to, to prospective clients, Mm -hmm. made them understand, Oh, that's that Scottish guy, Chris, that that keeps emailing me. But this time he sent me a video and he's told me about how I can improve. That's unusual because most people are too scared to do that.
2: Yeah. And that's the other thing you always kind of take again, this, this isn't, shouldn't be unusual, but it's like be personable in that in that approach, you know. Like I would always say and and try to get some kind of response out of them. Like I would always try to at least make them laugh, right? Yeah. In some regard. Like, right? and a lot of cooperators will say, and a lot of people in my space will say, you Should never do that because you're not a comedian, blah blah blah. But I would always put the line in and I'll just recycle this line because I always get a response. I would say, Listen, before you watch this video, I've got a Scottish accent that's thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. I say oatmeal because an <laughs> American, I know it's porridge before anybody loses their mind, right? But that would always get a response. They always say, oh, thanks for the warning or like, oh, you know, oh, I love your acts," all that stuff, you know, but you get that response from them. So you're more memorable immediately uh, rather than taking a kind of, and I know it's different for, for Yukon in, in the B2B space, but sometimes there's somebody reaching out to people. It's so stiff and so corporate and so, yeah. so, so yeah. uptight, you know, yeah, that's not a start of a relationship at all, you know? So yeah, I suppose that's, that's my unusual. David,
0: of- what have you done that's unusual? Wait, you, you long Instagram, Instagram stories yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that you would say paid off and made yeah. your life? Do you know more? what I actually think?
1: Being myself, and that sounds like oh, a bit cliche, but I, I think from my per, for personal trainers that aren't themselves on social media. They're very stiff. They're very. They only yeah. talk about fitness. They only talk about coaching. They only talk about changing your life. I talk about fucking everything in my story. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. Like a, to talk about some very weird subjects Um boner I think boy. boner boy is my new nickname apparently mm-hmm. uh this podcast is gonna make me sound so weird um but you were so professional the first three as well. I know I know, I know. Mm. Now you're talking about dolphins and boners I know but, but, well I mean I, I I feel like I've changed quite a lot I've grown into myself uh <laughs> <laughs> I think generally though I think that the I suppose from a personal brand standpoint I've grown quite a lot in the last probably two years and a lot of that's been you know I'm just gonna be myself I'm just gonna maybe not say everything that I think, but say a little bit more of what I think and not necessarily go down the, I watch a lot of PT stories. Like we follow a lot of different coaches. We've got an education side of our own business as well. And, you know, you kind of break down a lot of things that other people do. And I always just watch. I'm like, you know what? He's not been himself because I've met him out and he's not like this. And I've met him in a night out and he's not like this. And um, I am very, I suppose, similar across the board. Um, I don't know if that's that unusual, but I would say it's paid off certainly as well. Yeah. and yeah, I've certainly not settled for the ordinary. I would hate to be considered no, ordinary no. in any sense. Mm, absolutely not.
0: Yeah. not absolutely not. On to the next one then, and David sometimes likes to claim, claim credit for this quote, but it's by Tony Robbins, and he says- <laughs> No difference. Pro- pro- progress equals happiness. I'm not going to lie, I,
1: I am so convinced this is my quote.
0: <laughs> i mean google definitely says it's tony robbins and <laughs> mm. you said it on our first podcast and it but yeah. it, but you live by it so it's it's not actually that important whether who said it it's more yeah. about the fact that you've embodied it and why do you think that progress is happiness
1: one i definitely did create it and two i think when i look at like the darkest times in my life which to be honest there's not been many like i've had a very easy upbringing. it's all relative though isn't it yeah i mean yeah, nothing that bad's happened in my life if i'm being completely honest, but it is relative. You're right. I'm not going to discredit the, the the bad shit, I suppose. Um, but I think when I look at what made me happier or what made me come out of that hole or come out of that rut, it was just some form of progress. And sometimes it wasn't much. Sometimes it was going a walk in the morning. Sometimes it was actually checking my emails that day. I'd maybe not done it in three days because I was feeling down. Uh, and I think for me, when I look at like the happiest I am, and me and Chris will probably know this because we work quite closely together, but the happiest of when I am is when I do something new that I've not done before. Mm. Um, and when I get that level of progress and a lot of that time for me, like I mentioned at the start, financial freedom is a big thing for me. A lot of that time it's, it's an actual financial goal. I hit a new goal and you know, Chris is one of the first people I'll text and I'll be like, you know what, I hit this goal and it's, it maybe sounds a bit shallow and it maybe sounds a bit not vain but yet shallow in the sense of like that's what's making me happy but it's not necessarily the the monetary number it's the amount of progress and I think when I look at this, what it was, represents as well yeah ex- exactly yeah the, the hard work it represents the hours that I've put in you know um so yeah I, I think that that is what actually makes me happier than ever and there's a lot of things that make people happy like me going for a spa day makes me happy you know the me sitting playing my guitar and drinking a glass of red wine makes me happy. Mm. But I think when I look at what makes me happier than anything, it's creating and achieving some level of progress in any area of my life. And that could be business relationships, finances, um, fitness. It could be any of getting these better things, the guitar. getting better, at the guitar, like drinking more red wine, uh, it could be <laughs> any, any of these things, but, uh, yeah, for, for me, like the happiest I've been in my life comes from a period of massive amounts of progress. And I will say as well, the most unhappy I've been in my life comes from when I've been making zero progress in any areas. So mm. I think it links um, unhappiness equals no progress, or the opposite way, about, yeah. actually. Well done. Actually, <laughs> <So> I tell <totally> people <laughs> that <out> there. <laughs> What about you? Do?
2: Yeah, I, I t- I, yeah, completely agree. I think like what David touched on there though is like having multiple areas to focus on for progress. Because like, say, like, like, say, if, if you're only focused on say financial progress, for example, and it it's not going to happen every month. It's not going to happen every week, you know? So if you've got multiple areas that you can track your yeah. progress on, you know, like you say, relationships or hobbies, your health, or fitness training, whatever it might be. And you can say, cause sometimes like, I'll I have, I think it's just the nature of running your own business. I do catch myself sometimes like being like, you know, oh, there's not really much progress on the, on the client front recently or the business front recently, but then you've got to kind of check yourself and say like, I hey, will, do you know what I've been, you know, I've been reading a lot more. I've been taking time away a lot more. I've oh, had a lot more work. time away from, work. from, from work. I've, you know, I've had some, uh, you know, amazing like days out or, or breaks away with Like, you know, so you, you've got to kind of make sure you step back and look How's, for other you, areas. How do but... you
0: them out then? Because you guys are, very financially successful with your businesses and I get hyped for you when you tell me about an update of a, a new client when like you told me about recently Chris and yeah. I know when you get a really successful launch David I'm like I'm, I'm so happy for you because I know what that means for you not just in terms of the numbers in the bank but also like all oh, my hard work's paid off it's yeah. fulfillment yeah. Mm-hmm. how do you zoom out to look at those things so like if you for example you've been getting to spend a lot more weekends away yeah recently Chris and that's yep. been amazing mm-hmm. how do you zoom out from that if it means that maybe you didn't onboard two new clients last month yeah
2: I, I think for me it's a learned behavior i would say yeah. i don't think there's anything i don't have a habit or anything i don't know i don't have a habit or like a particular thing that i do i just maybe now maybe it's just again it's just reps under the bar just been doing this for a while and you just maybe naturally like i find myself i was away at a, a wedding down in york and um we, we, we were away friday through till monday and i didn't turn my laptop on once and I just kind of found myself naturally thinking I was out walking one of the mornings and I was out out, out of walk to the shop and I just thought, this is really good. Like I'm really happy that I'm not rushing. I don't feel the pressure to open the laptop. I don't feel like my whole business is burning down. I think like it just becomes a natural appreciation for it, you know?
1: Yeah. I actually struggled with this for a while in the sense of I tied my happiness to one area of progress. I think the best way is actually identifying five, six, seven, ten, even areas of progress or areas in your life that you want to have some level of progress in. And then realizing that, you know, you're not gonna make, you know, more money every single month. You're not gonna improve every relationship in your life every single month. You're not gonna learn something new every single month. But I think when you actually break down and you maybe you've got six things, you're like, well, when three of them maybe aren't progressing, three of them are, or maybe one of them is and five of them are. So I think a large part of that is actually having and also Realizing there's not this quote's not on here, but I also made this one up. Um <laughs> joking. Uh like balance is bullshit. Like I don't think balance is who said that? Uh, me. Tony um, Robbins. Probably Tony Robbins. <laughs> 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 Maybe it was Mel Robbins, I don't know. Um but, but like in my opinion, balance is bullshit. Trying yeah. to achieve balance achieves very little. Um so for me, like having am a fairly happy person most of the time. Um I think having different areas that you can monitor progress to then monitor, I suppose, happiness is very important rather than being tied. And I think this is where athletes really fall down. Athletes in the sense of they've got one goal to compete at the highest level to win at the highest level. That is it. So if they're not doing that or maybe they're injured or maybe they retire, Retire, they're completely depressed. Whereas if you look at, I suppose, maybe other successful individuals, maybe it's entrepreneurs, maybe, you know, these kind of people. I think when you you want to find that level of happiness or a level of, success you need to monitor across numerous things like chris said there um and some of that some of those areas are taking time off i never monitored taking time off in the past and you mm, didn't either i know that yeah. now that you're like well when i take time off that's an area of, well was an area that you've progressed in you're like last weekend you,
0: you were you were buzzing weren't you yeah because you didn't check your your client whatsapps yeah
1: yeah yeah affected me this week though (laughs) Uh, uh, not massively but uh i I didn't organize my week that was the issue but yeah again that's a level that i would normally you know reply to clients all day sunday and send messages and just taking that day off actually it had been a really good headspace you know monday um there as well so yeah i think like providing that you're monitoring different areas of progress that's where you can you know consistently I suppose consistently stay happy as well or consistently work on your happiness.
0: I'm really glad we raised different areas of progress because if we just picked traditional finance, ones of finance, yeah, career, yeah. even just fitness, then it leads to burnout. And you know, Chris, we were speaking about one of the emails that I wrote about when I was, I just pushed it too hard because yeah. everything was just turned up and I was mm. trying to make progress in every area as much as possible, including yeah. social. And it just it just it just wasn't a gore because you've only got an allotted amount of energy and if you've got everything turned up chasing progress in all areas, you're gonna fall flat and balance is bullshit from that yeah. regard because I was trying to balance everything at full tilt. Whereas if I wanted to be a bit more social, I probably had to turn down the content creation or I don't know, the, the gym or something like that yeah. in order mm-hmm. to to fit it in because I needed I needed to balance
1: out in some regard, but I couldn't balance it all equally. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you did achieve balance like, would you be happy? Because I, I think if you achieve balance, you would then just start looking at, you know, oh, I want to make more progress here. That's how I, I suppose live. And I think yeah. you, you guys are quite similar in the sense of when you get to a stage, maintenance maintenance for me is hard. Like, like the quote says, progress is happiness. For me, I struggle to maintain most things. I'm always looking for that next thing, which is a bad thing as well. Are I there
0: think any areas you like maintenance?
1: Physique? Physique to an extent, but then if I really dug deep, I could always, you could, I, I would, always, I think I would be happier if I made more progress in a physique standpoint, or a strength standpoint, or a performance standpoint. Um,
0: that's good. Even different metrics there though.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think there's different areas, but because um, it's impossible
0: to see. You and I've been training for such a long time. It's yeah. so hard to improve the actual aesthetic of it sometimes without performance and drugs. Yeah. hundred oh, percent. I thought that a thousand percent.
2: The man who chases two rabbits catches none. Yeah. Like that coming out with quotes. From I thought everything. you were going to
0: say something about a dog and two dicks there, but you went with a rabbit. I, I went with a
1: rabbit mate. Rabbits, back dolphins, the, dogs, animal quotes back to them. There you go back
2: to animals. No, but that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, so that's the reality, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if you're, if, if you're chasing two, you know, I think like for me, with the, with what you're saying, David, like chasing balance is nonsense. I think like over the course, you have to take a longer term view, don't yeah. you? So over the course of a year, You'll have months where your business really grows. You'll have months where your physique really grows. You'll Absolutely. have months where other things really grow. But then at the end of the year, which is really what matters, the kind of slightly longer term viewpoint, you look back and you go, everything's improved across the board. Every yeah. single thing that I value has yeah. improved across the board. They've just improved at different times. Yeah, that's that, that's ultimately, that. ultimately what it is, you know. And as long as you don't completely let go of the other areas, well, one's flying, you'll be you'll be golden. You'll be Love good. that.
0: Excellent. Number eleven, then Pablo Picasso, the man that dropped his half his ear off the first half of life oh, is learning to be an adult the second think. half is learning to be a child
1: i think i actually sent you this quote uh i really like it and again that probably stems from the, the style of the content that i've been putting out it's probably changed i think i spent quite a while trying to be the professional pt and trying to be not corporate in any sense but like i trying to be a little bit more you know the traditional route of pt to be honest now i just i have more of a laugh and i'm much more relaxed about my approach to business and life and Generally, the happiest I am is when I'm making progress. But um, when I'm having a laugh and when I'm acting like a bit of a kid again, to be honest, um, when I'm playing tag, tag Kirby on the street. <laughs> disclaimer. Drunk. He doesn't actually do that yeah. usually. Um, I
0: swear to you, with Pablo.
1: Yeah, I agree.
2: I agree. I do think, like you know, being up for a silly goose time is always a good thing. You know, having some fun, not taking it too seriously. I do think that's that's very, very important. Like I me, meet around the business, uh, run a business with my fiance and like we just have a laugh all day. We share an office together. Obviously we, we go home together, but I think, I think that's for me, especially in like in my situation, I think that's that's really important just to have fun and not to take it too seriously, even though, yeah. Cause the thing is, it's easy to make the stakes really, really big, isn't it? Especially when you on your own business. You're like, my whole life is dependent on this. Mm-hmm. If this doesn't work out, I'm not paying my bills, blah, blah, blah you know, it's easy to get a bit doom and gloom about it. But if you have fun, you know, and do things it literally quite literally bring it, your inner child a little bit, you know, I suppose t- to a certain extent that might be why I still play rugby because it's getting you run a a park every Saturday. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, there's yeah. it's, 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 it's a connection to your, to your childhood where it was just carefree, just going out playing a sport. And I think that's probably why a lot of people, you know, play that obviously like they've got a passion for it and stuff, yeah. but I think there's probably an element there eh, of, of, yeah. of your inner child.
0: I wonder whether, and we just said balance is bullshit but is there a a balancing act to be struck between learning to be an adult enough to function and then introducing those childlike fun elements yeah. as we grow up mm-hmm. and sometimes we deprogram it so much through school formal education going into the going into the working world going into the business world and we're going adult adult adult, adult. and we need that element of yeah childlike fun to come in but i think it's easy for me and david to do it
2: because we don't answer to anybody yeah that's yeah. it makes it much easier for us to you know like we own our own businesses it's like we can act how we want really you know yeah. um as much to say, say like for someone like yourself colin who's like maybe got more that you you've got more to consider you've got more responsibilities an and things department. like that you're an hr department you know you you've got more on you then, then me and David can be a couple of dafties and it doesn't really
0: doesn't really affect us <laughs> do, all that much, you, do know? you know. One of the one of the David's favorite quotes that I showed recent showed him recently was he who acts the jester is not always the fool. Yeah. Oh. And 100%. I said, I said that describes David perfectly because see at the moment when you are clowning about on Instagram you're having a good laugh, if people didn't realise like what you're actually up to in the background, yeah, that's worrying. they they like it, like what you're building is is colossal and it's brilliant, it has a huge impact. You're not you're so far from a fool, but you do enjoy yourself. You you play the jester at times. Yeah. But you've just said there, it actually enables you to be happier and get a better output on the sensible stuff. When you do sit down in Starbucks and you literally just blast through <laughs> three, four hours of yeah, work, a and you've, had a laugh, you've had a laugh before it and after it, but that period, you're not fucking about.
1: No, hundred yeah. percent. I completely agree. I think this would be a, a different spin, I suppose, and things, but from a n- neurological standpoint, like I, I listen to a lot of Andrew Huberman, I'm going to plug him because he's my favorite person ever. Um, Andrew, but- come on the
0: podcast. That mm-hmm. would be insane. Yeah.
1: I would love that. Let me be be here for that one. Um but from like playing as a child and I suppose playing something you you forget to do. Like when was the last time you know you played something? Like it doesn't happen. Again, you rugby actually counts, you know, that as you playing a sport or playing something, but that's largely linked. A lot of studies are coming out of how that's largely linked to your ability to learn. Like that relaxation period where you don't think about anything else, you're just playing free, freely. You're, you know, right. maybe it's tag tag, ma- like, like I said. Yeah, connections in your brain. That's where you make those like new neuro- neurological pathways. And like a lot of that's actually linked to play um, and having a laugh and relaxing when you look at the most uptight people ever, like, are they maybe then stunting their ability to learn and grow? Um, and that's a lot of the studies that are coming out from, um, I don't actually think it's from Andrew Huberman, I think it's from someone else in the lab, but a lot of them are suggesting that as you forget to play and as you do less of it, your, your neuroplasticity and your, your ability to learn actually decreases quite a lot. So yeah, I think from a learning standpoint alone, like we should all relax a little bit more and, you know, let our hair down. <laughs> That's i've got no hair by the way that's guys. a great
0: that's a great take on that quote. <laughs> yeah i love that mate. Love that. i was really keen to include this one mm-hmm. our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure it is our light not our darkness that most frightens us that's nelson mandela and it was in coach carter and that's one of the reasons it's actually quite well known in our generation because mm-hmm. coach carter is obviously a, a huge film mm-hmm. i'll let you guys go first i've got my own opinions on this
1: mm. i like the film but i've not got a huge opinion on that one you, you also done a really good voice over there i thought it was Watching the film there, does <laughs> <That's laughs> L be a Jax,
0: doesn't it? When he's in, uh, when he's
1: in the basketball, yeah. uh, super so so Well, Okay, I've not got a huge take on this one. Not gonna lie, um, I don't know if no? Cast does.
2: I do. Yeah, um, I, 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 I do really like that because I feel, um, yeah, I feel like I can, I can relate to that quite a lot because I think like it's basically the, the way I interpret it anyway. It, it's about your potential being scared off fulfilling it, so there's a little bit of the kind of self sabotage then then comes into it from, from my, in my opinion, um, you know, cause being inadequate adequate is actually being quite comfortable. Yeah. Cause it's quite, you know, oh, I'm inadequate. I can't do anything. I'm useless. So I'm just going to plod along and have a bang average life and never push myself like we've spoken about before. But I feel like once you get a take, cause I, and I've always kind of felt the pull of that, like to go back to what was saying about getting my first, uh, my first client. Like, that was huge. I was just like, I'm just going to, do you know what? After this month, I'm just going to say, no, I can't, I, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that really was like, and that's not, uh, that, that was a really, really present thought that I had to fight against because I just didn't feel like I was quite at that level yet. Um, Luckily, I managed to chase that away. But but
0: so did, did you think that you were powerful beyond measure then?
2: Did I didn't you... think I was powerful beyond measure. I saw a window into the life that I wanted and a little bit of poo came out.
1: Yeah, yeah, so this is more about having a fear of success than it is, yeah, so I, it. yeah. I suppose, yeah, that's the way I'm interpreting it.
0: I've included it because I don't I don't think we're scared of our light, uh,
2: no, no, no. Sorry, no, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think a lot yeah. of people are scared, we're not of, our scared of, our light. of our success. I no, suppose, I don't right? think we are. No, I think
0: most people are. I think most people's biggest fear is that they're inadequate. Mm. how popular is imposter syndrome? Yeah, like everyone mm. and their dogs diagnosing themselves on Instagram with imposter Post- syndrome. Um. Of course, you should have imposter syndrome when you want to try and reach to do something, of course, different. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, for me, like. I don't, I don't think that's our light that frightens us most. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not scared of, oh, Colin, you might be absolutely brilliant at that. Yeah. I'm scared, Colin, you might not be as good at that as you hope you are. You're going to need to practice that. You're going to need to put some work ah, in. Sorry, so, okay. uh, so, okay. so my interpretation that. That. of that right, is I just right, right. don't see, and I think yeah. what you were explaining there was actually that people should
2: Yeah, 100%. Have yeah. some nerves about, yeah, put like, some pressure on yourself.
0: Yeah. So you were nervous about fulfilling that client obligation. Yeah because you weren't sure your capabilities. Yes. You weren't scared that you were going to be powerful beyond all measure. Oh, and in fact right. That your wife no, no, was no. going to burst through no. and annihilate this. Again, I suppose that's you... why
1: these contexts and on every one of these courses. Yeah. Interpretation is so as well. Yeah, interpretation and yeah. I suppose perception of them. So again,
2: that's what, that's Nelson Mandela more than likely talking during yeah. apartheid, yeah. who's obviously, his, his messaging is, is very much focused on that. Model. So
0: white and dark and yeah, all yeah. sorts of connotations. Of course
2: it? it does. Of course it does. And that's a guy trying to manufacture huge political and social change in yeah. a very broken country. And, yeah. and you know, so I don't really think that, yeah, if you take the context away from, that's why I interpret it completely differently, you know, because yeah. I wasn't putting it in that context. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I, I, I think when you look at the, rife amount of imposter syndrome and fear that we have of the, the fact that we are potentially inadequate at what we're doing and maybe not ready mm-hmm. Yeah. all the time. A lot of it's valid. Not yeah. for I think, I, th- I think it's valid and I think yeah. it's that, that's more of our, that's a bigger fear for most of us than it is that we're well, going to be powerful beyond all measure. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't feel that I'm going to be powerful beyond all measure yeah. regardless yeah, right. of how, <laughs> how much effort I put in. <laughs> yeah. Jim Rowan shows up again. You he don't does. get paid for the hour. You get paid for the value you bring to the hour.
1: Yes, great. Call. Yes, Jim. Yeah, who was the artist? Nailed it. <clears throat> who was the artist that was drawing a napkin in a restaurant? It was um,
2: it was a man, Picasso.
1: What was that again um, drawing a, <clears throat> a coffee? Drawing a napkin in a restaurant, and I think somebody recognised him in the restaurant, and as he was leaving, he scrunched, scrunched it up and went to throw it away, and someone stopped him and they said, "Oh, I want that napkin, like it's Pablo Picasso's drawing. What's going on with my voice?" <clears throat> and then. Um, I can't remember that, you know, the monetary figure, but he quoted something ridiculous. He was like, oh, that'll be a, a million, a million pounds, a hundred thousand euros or whatever it was. Not definitely not euros. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Franks would that I mean? Um Where was he from? Picasso? It's I think Italian, isn't it? okay. I don't know. What kind of Lira or euros. There we go. Lira. Definitely wouldn't have been Euro. Picasso, was I about leader Euro oh, okay. anyway, um, and you know, the woman looked at him crazy. She was like, you're going to throw that away. Um, I think whatever he said back was largely linked to, well, I've spent, you know, yeah. 15, 20, 25, if not longer yeah. years, putting, Absolutely. putting work in to learn this craft, like you can pay for it. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with a lot of things. I think people, again, that was on a podcast with Colin talking about a diet plan, you know, people asking me for a diet plan and what I would typically charge for doing that, which I don't necessarily do. Um, and I suppose if I was to give that figure to a lot of people they would be like, really? Like why? Uh, and I think it largely links down to the, the time that it takes me to do it, mm. it would be a lot less now than it would be, um, five years ago, largely because the last five years I've put in to develop the systems, the databases, yep. uh, and I can make that a lot faster. So yeah, you, you, I completely agree with that quote. Yeah. It's, it's a great quote, everything by Jim run
2: Absolutely. It's great. I think like it reminds me of, you know, that kind of old kind of analogy where it's a ship's engine breaks down. And they call an engineer, come and fix it. Yeah, you know, and then he comes in, hits it with a hammer, goes away, sends mail for ten thousand dollars, and they, get, they say, "Can you break this down?" And then he sends them an invoice, and he says, "Hammer tap, one dollar. No one where to tap. Nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars." I think that perfectly, like, because I, I see quite a lot of this in 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 my line of work. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you're dealing with like again, like direct response copy and marketing and sales and things, one little tweak can lead to a huge increase in sales. Mm-hmm. So like one headline. Yeah, I could go and change a headline and say the lead section of a sales page for somebody, and it could make them thousands and thousands of dollars. But it might not take me very long to do that. It might only take me, you know, an hour or two. Yeah. And and if and then if, if I was to send in the invoice for it, a lot of people would now somebody that sees the value in the response copy would pay it instantly and be like, "Thank you so much. You've just made me so much money because that's an asset that's going to keep on delivering sales." Mm-hmm. But understand initially, like sometimes, yeah, people don't really see the 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 value and what you are delivering they more just see it as in like, Oh, well, you've only been here for five minutes or you know, whatever yeah. it is. It's, uh, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the result they don't see. It doesn't matter no. what the result is no. to be honest. If you can get them the result, you can get them the result You're paying for the outcome at that point yeah. You're not paying for
0: how long they put into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think you've both broken that down absolutely brilliantly. And I yeah. think most things by Jim Bowen tend, to, tend yeah. to hit the market genuinely. The quote page that I was on for him is like, 150 odd quotes yeah, yeah. a every, lot of dan kennedy's every, books
1: are just gym run quotes every, yeah. every, right every single I mean. one you're
0: scrolling down thinking that's yep. great yep. that's great and <laughs> I, I could have just filled it up with that but there would be, be no fun in that yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, but, but equally i think that's very helpful for people when they think about what you bring with your service mm-hmm. you can charge based on the value not based on the amount of time that you put into it yeah so for example chris does a job for somebody that takes a minimum amount of your time but three years ago it would have taken you it yeah, to yeah, yeah. yeah it's because you're better now than you were then and mm-hmm. you're able to turn it around a lot quicker yeah and that's fantastic likewise you were saying about the diet plan it's just yeah, like the same thing
1: paying any business mentor as well you look at it that way as well like i think we've all paid someone for, for mentorship at some point mm-hmm. i think sometimes you might go that's a hefty fee a month to pay and then you look and you go well they can charge that because they've accomplished xyz and now they can help me accomplish xyz in half the time perhaps um so yeah, I think, I think that's a great quote.
0: Yeah, I like it. If we're doing like voiceovers here, this is one I need like some background music for, but let's not, let's not do it. It ain't about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you can hit and keep moving forward. And that's Rocky Balboa.
1: Yeah. Which of you want to go with that one? I was waiting on somebody just shouting Adrian. Adrian! <laughs> <laughs> do you know, what? it's a, it's, it's a, it's a decent quote. It's just a bit perseverance in it. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's a classic, um, I can't really slate Rocky too much. He's an absolute legend. Isn't it he? steers away from the <laughs> shark
0: thing, doesn't it? Cause it's not as extreme as that. Yeah. Yeah. It's relevant because it's, I know it's a boxing quote, but it's relevant to everyday life because we always encounter obstacles. Don't we? It's not mm-hmm. as if we've suddenly decided that we are this predator swimming in the sea. biting, Yeah. Strength, yeah, yeah, being yeah. Scary. yeah. It's a case of we take knocks, but we keep going. We take really bad knocks, but how do we move on from that? That's yeah. what's important. Yeah. Like, on you go. I'm
2: going gonna, I'm gonna to split heels here. Nice. Nice. Okay. I think it is about how, how hard you can hit to a certain degree as well, though I don't think you can just continue walking through life mm-hmm. getting smacked about an empty tracksuit. I think there's got to be a point where like, again, I think that probably comes back to like the sharpening the skills we we're talking about, you know, like if fact. So we for example,
0: about, we have about 10% American listeners now and they're just going to be like, what has he just said there about? Yeah. Okay. Thought Sorry for the American listeners. Uh,
2: you can't just, you can't just be a punch bag. You can't just be a punch oh. bag. You know, you've got to they just keeps plodding along, get knocked in the ass. And then you know that repeating that process, I think like so. For example, for me, if I just kept on writing campaigns in, in 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 sales pages that didn't convert for my clients, right? And I just they just kept on saying this is crap, no sales, useless. And I just kept doing that without getting better at my skills. I'm not hitting any harder. I'm st- I'm keeping going. I'm doing what the second half says, yeah. You know, I'm still taking the punches and I'm still keeping going, but I'm not working on my skills. that can maybe hit that little bit harder. So I understand them am splitting hairs a little bit there, but I thought it was an important point. I don't think you can just plod along being a punch bag. I think you've got to learn how to, how to smack somebody in the face now and then, you know?
1: Yeah. I think success is largely about failing and then continuing to go. And I think that's what it's saying. Yeah, the successful yeah, yeah. that's successful Fail as well. And then they keep going. I think the unsuccessful fail and then they stop. So I think that's oh, really 100%. what it's saying there, you yes, know, so I think on. it's how many road bumps are you coming across and are you, you know, smashing through those road bumps or are you stopping at those road bumps?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I love it because there's so many ways you can go with it, and I like the fact yeah. that you pulled out that first bit, Chris, where especially you say that we actually need to work on our own firepower because yeah. he's, I suppose, he's saying that it's about your your defense and your response to it, but also your attack's important as well. Because if oh, you never improve percent, that, yeah. then of course you are just going to be
1: continuously getting knocked down. I mean, if Rocky lands the hardest possible punch, he only needs one punch and he's done. Exactly. That's a good point. Doesn't need to get hit, exactly. but if he's got a good defense, you know, doesn't need to get hit, he'll just block them all. <laughs> there we go so we've got jim Rohn again and this
0: time i'm it's not i don't think it's as strong as his last two the more you care the stronger
1: you can be i mean this one's good for coaching like if you the, the best coaches i know largely care the most the, the people with the best results largely care, care the most and i would say that the people with the least results largely care the least so i think yeah to an extent um i think from a coaching standpoint and from a result standpoint if you care a lot more about your clients you're going to get a much better result and from a copywriting standpoint if you care about the work that you're doing um i think that the stronger the, the the end result and the stronger that you become as a business entity i suppose as well
2: yeah i think it's essential isn't it you need to care and to care about what you do um, i think that definitely um because at the end of the day anything worth doing is going to have things it's going to require things that you know perhaps aren't the most exciting aren't yeah. the most fun like for me like and my work research isn't the most fun. You know, you need to dig into forums. You need to go to weird places on the internet and find out what people really think about whatever campaign you're creating. And, you know, you need dolphins and and shagging. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) and then, you know, you're, you're, you're you're on page five of Amazon reviews (laughs) and you're reading, you know, reviews on whatever it is by some apps, by absolute crackpots, but it's, it's, it's it's required, you know? So, and and a lot of what the way you've built your uh, coaching business, uh, David Lee, creating those meal databases like you can't say that was fun yeah. but you cared enough to do it because you knew it was going to get your client a result and you also knew that it was going to get your business a result but yeah i think caring yeah for, for sure whatever it is you care about maybe you care about your own success maybe <coughs> you care about your clients like you say that's always got to be a part of it but yeah i think i i would say that
1: i think it's fun. having a strong purpose yeah. the stronger the purpose strong, the stronger yeah. you can becomes maybe a better way to spin that i think yeah. if you look at any of the most successful companies out there you know whether it's amazon google tesla they've got a strong purpose. It's never really just make a bit more money. I look at yeah. Elon Musk. I mean, he yeah. so
2: PayPal and just put it all into SpaceX and Tesla. Cause that's, like, that's what he because just he cared about. He cared about it. That's yeah, exactly. you know? interesting. Yeah. It? Yeah. Because
0: that almost links back to us talking about uh, what quitters never win. Yeah. 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 Quit something and put your, put your time into something you care about. hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. percent. That's and so then, true. And yeah. then you can be stronger and better in that, in that place. Yeah. yeah. Is there any times that you have benefited from being emotionally detached from something and been able to be strong in it?
2: Yes, hundred percent. Okay. Which one? Uh, I would say dealing with um difficult clients and things like chasing invoices and stuff like that. I think being emotionally detached in those things is is essential. And like mm-hmm. if anybody's reading this, who is a f- reading this, I'm such awesome. a book nerd isn't I? Yeah. <laughs> reading this. That, that's me writing an email in my head. there. that's what I was doing. If anyone's reading, well this. you can use, you <laughs> uh, can use this copy after the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah there <laughs> we go. Uh, if, um, so uh, if you're listening to this and you're a freelancer or somebody who invoices for work, I would say during that process, like, first of all, read never split a difference. That's a book recommendation, book. but detach yourself from the emotion in that process, you know? Uh, um, cause when I was first getting started, I was sending invoices and people were just patching me left, right, and center. We were not paying on time, taking weeks and weeks and weeks to pay. Um, and you know, I was always chasing money off people. And I think that, and I was very emotionally involved at that stage cause I was mm-hmm. nowhere near developed enough. Like, you know, personally, and professionally, but I think that now, um, you know, I've got a very solid process that just kind of works every time and it totally removes the, so I know if, if an invoice, which ha- does not happen with our, client, our clients, other are, clients are brilliant, but if it happens again, but like <laughs> more recently uh, in the past, maybe year or so if I had to chase a couple and I've been totally detached from the, from the process completely, you what know, about losing clients. Can you detach yourself from that? Well, I was actually going to say from
1: a complaint standpoint, like Uh, any business has had complaints. Like I've been running this business for close to eight years. There's been times where we've maybe not delivered or maybe the client's not been happy with things. And I think initially when you get a complaint, it's the worst thing on earth. Like it hurts so much, regardless of it, like sometimes you just know it's not your fault. Like you're like, no, this is the client. Sometimes the client's wrong. But I think from a maturity standpoint, then you go, do you know what? There's things that I could have done better. Uh, And I think now I think I've benefited from just being detached from the complaint or what it is and actually looking at it, I suppose, from an above view and seeing what the actual complaint is and seeing what I can do about it rather than feeling hurt or attacked by it. So yeah, I think that's benefited me from that standpoint.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I think Mm. if we combine those two in terms of like complaints and like bad feedback, detaching yourself like from caring too much about how much that might hurt yeah it's fine but then caring about what you can do getting it it right yeah yeah, yeah, it's fantastic and chris i thought i wasn't sure where you were going to go with the invoices one but you kind of hinted before about like if you were to like deal with a difficult client and you were to lose them Mm-hmm. And I know you actually walked away from a, mm-hmm. a a large client at one point. When you, when you detached yourself from that and you mm-hmm. cared less about the actual fact that that was a loss, mm-hmm. it enabled you to go after others. And then eventually that relationship repaired itself and you came back to a bit different position. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was valuable that you, you were you stronger by the fact that you necessarily didn't care in that instance?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I thought I think it was because I cared so much about the things that, I was missing out on because of that client. Does that make sense? So I cared more about the, time, the fact that I wasn't getting enough time myself. I was going on wasting time on pointless meetings. I was basically, you know, time, times a huge value of, of mine um, and time and freedom are central for me. So I was losing on those. I was missing out on a lot of those things. And, um, it made it easy just to, to walk away from that client. But I mean, let's not, bullshit here i was in a strong strong position business wise that's how was. i was i wouldn't have done it if i wasn't mm-hmm. you know i would have put up with it um but yeah definitely removing the, the the emotion from it um to as as much degree as i could um helped massively there was no sleepless nights it was a very it was actually a very clean cut decision um i just remember i actually was away for the weekend with jillian we'd spoken about doing it and then because we had an amazing weekend in london and i remember sitting waiting for the train i said i'm sending my notes right now and she was like that? she was like it's you know nine in the morning i was like nah nah this is this is the right time and i just fired across my invoice and it was i wasn't up or down or here or there you know but i i i, I think to, to, to be honest like again to give context i think that's one of my more natural kind of strengths that I, I i can Maybe it's not a strength. but I can detach quite easily like that. Oh, you've um, no
1: emotion. You're heartless.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I must be on weak. More you care, the stronger you'll be. True, mate. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, yeah. So that, that was
0: great, great, great example yeah. of how to apply how much you care to that point yeah. to be strong in, dif- in a different area. Yeah. Now, yeah. do either of you know who said "live, laugh, love"? Nah, but I've got it tattooed. <laughs> every, <doesn't>
1: every, every, <laughs> <I'm> joking. <laughs> every,
2: every single dafty I went to school with. <laughs> Do they say it still? They had a three-fingered you, ring and hooped earrings and wore a Bergos.
0: You, you laugh, fa- laugh, laugh, love! Do you still have them on social media to see that?
1: Uh, fuck
2: no, not absolutely not. What's that? Do you go looking for it? I do not, mate. No. I do not. I stay as far away from that as possible. Do you know who said it? No, yeah. no idea. Okay. I was just
0: saying in case you did. No, nah. it's not one of them, by the way, guys. No, it's not on, it's it's not, not, it's not on the list, so we won't become. It's not it. on here. But, but it is, is on the
2: walls of every single dafty's house in the entire Glasgow area, walking <laughs> up the stairs, laugh, laugh, laugh. No bother. Oh, gents, It's sure.
0: been an absolute pleasure. That's episode 100 wrapped up. Guys, if you would like to hear more content like this, then we of course can do something similar again. You can put forward some of the quotes that you want David, Chris, and I to dive into. But like I said, episode 100 wrapped up. It's been... An absolute whirlwind journey since April 2020. We've grown massively. We've had fantastic conversations with David three times, Chris in a separate episode as well, and there'll be lots more to come from these two as well. But in order to support the show, what I want you to do is take a screenshot, pop on in your Instagram story, tag me at call.cambro tag Chris at... Savvy Scholar Chris. And David at... hat underscore mtn. And keep supporting the podcast, keep sharing with your friends, and we'll keep having fantastic conversations, and I'll be back to speak to you all again very soon very soon.